and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. And the pandemic has many people looking for help in all different ways, especially when it comes to feeding themselves and their families. But it has also inspired others to step step up and help out any way they can. And that's what brings us to our guest for today, Karen Zilke, who started the Chuliota Free Vegetable Distribution with her husband, offering free fresh produce to people in need. And Karen, welcome. And thank you so much for, for joining us. I know that you are a very busy woman, you and your husband, of course, very busy making sure so many families have fresh food on the table. So let's just start off with how you came up with this, this concept. Um, my husband came up with the concept, first of all. It, okay. um, it wasn't me. He's a very generous person. But it was a combination of two things. We saw a story on the national news about how farmers had crops that were rotting in the fields because they'd lost their market for them. And in this story, some college students uh, rented a semi-truck and I think they went up to Idaho and put potatoes in the truck and came back to where they were or something like that. And then it was a Facebook post by a, a local farm, uh, Long and Scott Farms in Mount Dora. Mm -hmm. And they were just pleading with people. They, they had like 33 semis of cucumbers and they had lost their market because the restaurants were closed at that point. And they, I believe they said they had 53 families to support and they just couldn't uh, upscale their retail operations because they didn't have the space for that. And so my husband just said, we should take our trailer and go buy up a bunch of vegetables and just come back on this side of town and hand them out. And I thought, well, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran it past my, my mom and my sister. I talked to them all day long about it. Of course, everything. yeah. <laughs> and they asked all the questions like, well, where are you going to do that? And what are you going to use for bags? And how will people find out about it? And, you know, it just got all the wheels turning about how we really could do that. So um, I sent a, a Facebook message to the local VFW and uh, we are not uh, veterans and we're not members of the VFW. And so it was just kind of a blind letter about, can we use your, your lawn outside the VFW hall? They didn't see it for about 10 days because their post was closed down. And so no one was really monitoring their mail, but eventually he got back to me and said, absolutely. You know, they're very good community partners for, for many different groups. And they said, they'd love to have us do it there. So, it was just on the fly. You just can't believe yeah. <laughs> the day before it was going to happen. We, we drove over to the farm and, and looked around this, I think quite small little market that they had there. And when I got to the register, I said, well, how would we do this if we wanted to buy about $500 worth of vegetables? So she sent me over to the office and, uh, the lady said, you know, do you have a wholesale license or something like that? Yeah. And I said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, we're just going to give these away. And she, oh, she, if you're not charging for them, that's fine. She said, you don't need that. And she printed out her price list and said, you know, send an order in by 3 p.m. and you can come pick it up tomorrow. So that's what we did. We just 
picked out, you know, corn on the cob and cucumbers and onions and potatoes. And I think there were seven or eight different vegetables and we just came back the next day and picked them up. And I had made little signs and I put it on Facebook. I put it on um, different city pages like a Oviedo page, a Bithlow page, a Christmas page, a Geneva page. And as soon as I started posting those, mostly my neighbors said, hey, we wanna help you with this. So even with the first one, we didn't foot the entire bill by ourselves. People wow. were donating before we bought the first vegetables. So that was very nice. That's so amazing. Uh, and I love how it was, it was a sprung of a moment from your husband and then you needed you know, wife to come in and say, okay, is this even logical? How logistically, because I mean, you, you don't think about it. You don't think about one place, you know, what type of bags you're going to use, how you're going to get everything done. So are you more the logistic of the relationship? So how, what's your and your husband's background? I, I am more logistic, not because he can't be, because he's very, um, is it left brain? Yeah. <laughs> Just right. like I am. But uh, he's out of town a lot. So um, he's a pilot. So he wasn't around to do a lot of the planning. Mm -hmm. But I went to my local Publix and I asked if they could donate some bags. So she gave me two cases and it turned out to be 4,000 bags. Oh. And it, it lasted us, I think, the first eight months of the distributions. Oh, oh wow. So that was great. I mean, she did that, you know, just like that. So that was a big help because I felt better using brand new bags. People would bring bags to us to, to donate. And I didn't know if those had, you know, chicken juice on them and all kinds right, of stuff. Right, right. Like and I mean, with, I mean, especially now with the pandemic, the way it is, you know, you just, you need to make sure that everyone feels as comfortable as possible. You know, even if they're, 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 they're getting, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, they, they still deserve, exactly. you know, quality, right? <laughs> right. And so at the beginning, because it took us so long to get out to Mount Dora and then back to Chuliota, we didn't start until noon and we scheduled at noon to three. Um, the VFW had tables that we could use. So I set up one table per vegetable. So it was like a whole line of tables and uh, it worked out. We, they had two tents and we had two tents and to shield us from the sun, it was so hot. Even in May, it was still hot. So, um, one thing that we weren't anticipating, not being farmers ourselves, was that we didn't know that that farm shuts down at, in early June um, because oh. it gets too hot to grow in Florida. So they had put out a notice that as of this date, they'd be shut down. And it was like, oh, I need to find someplace else to get vegetables. Mm -hmm. So we did find a, a vegetable wholesaler that's actually much closer our house and as it was getting hotter and hotter we decided to move it to the uh, morning hours when it wasn't <laughs> steamy outside so for now we do it um, from 10 to noon mm -hmm. and instead of you know standing around the last hour waiting for stragglers people just make sure they get there during our hours so absolutely i mean you've been talking you're, you're telling us this is the summer months how long have you guys been doing this we started in May and we've done two a month. So it's been nine months and we've done 18. That's, so. that's so amazing. And, and how has been the kind of uh, the feeling from the farmers too? I mean, do, do they, you know, they see you coming in and they're like, cha-ching, finally <laughs> coming in. I mean, what, what's kind I, of the I don't know if it's the that, 
that big of a deal to them because $500 is probably just a drop in the bucket to what they sell overall. But, but it's a drop, like right? I mean, <laughs> that's how you start. Yeah, yeah. But we feel better knowing that we're helping out the farmers. And I thought that it was a, a good thing to offer uh, vegetables because a, a lot of the places around here that do the drive-through groceries, you know, that they put in your trunks and stuff, they aren't able to do fresh produce because in between times it would spoil. So most of them just do, you know, cereal and canned goods and stuff like that. So I just thought that it, it could work in well with the other grocery deliveries that are being done. So over time we've added on, which has been real nice. I've had people call me that have backyard chickens. And so we've given out eggs sometimes. Nice. And uh, somebody that had access to Publix outdate uh, bakery products uh, wanted to tag on. And so we also um, give out um, breads and sweets like coffee cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that. Usually we allow people to take at least one bread and one sweet and they can choose off the table. And then just recently we added a, a dry pantry section. There's a lady in Chuliota who had built a little free pantry at the end of her driveway. Oh, wow. And she had so many people that wanted to donate to it and it wasn't big enough for everyone to donate that wanted to. So she said, well, let's go on the road and join the vegetable distribution. So she had two tables full of groceries last time. So wow. we, we keep expanding and that's nice. People appreciate it. So, so <clears throat> as you're expanding, are you seeing the need keep up with that? I mean, I'm assuming, you know, word of mouth being what it is, like more and more people show up every time. So, I mean, are you, are do you guys show up and then are cleared out by the end of your, your two hours or three hours? It has been fairly constant, believe it or not. I think about 70 to 75 households come each time. The last time right after the news report, I think it was more than that because we were out of vegetables after the first hour. We didn't have oh. enough to last the two hours. So um, we're, we're busy handing it out and I'm not busy counting. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I think there were more people last time. That's a good problem to have, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you want to see. I mean, and I'm no pun intended here, but talk about this movement that's grown organically, if you think about it, you know, from just- It really has. You know, someone saying, I can get, you know, a couple day old, you know, bread, which is still perfectly good. We just can't keep it on our shelves. And, right. and somebody who, you know, has outgrown her own little pantry of, of goodness. You know, it's just, it's just so amazing to see, you know, basic you know husband and wives mother and fathers coming together you know and it's not not one person job because you know you couldn't get done with just one family if you think about it right right, right. and I have so many people that want to volunteer because it's so much fun just handing out free food mm -hmm. so I kind of had to limit it to the the donors you know and make it a perk for people who've donated um, and sometimes I have to say, no, I have too many volunteers, which is also a very nice problem to have. Yeah. Um, How have donations been working for you? Because I mean, I, I remember uh, we recently given you the, you and your husband the Getting Results Award. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even then you were saying like, just as even as you're setting up, people are already like handing you money. So I mean, between like food donations and, and, and money donations, like how, how, how has that been working out? How's, 
how's people been doing that? Is it just like when you're there, putting it in the jar or have people been reaching out to you personally? Yeah, people reach out to me personally in between the vegetable distributions and say they'd like to donate. And then we take, take donations through um, PayPal and Zelle and Venmo. I learned a lot about the, the cash <laughs> app type things. Karen is uh, all hip with taking people's money. That's a good thing. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes they just write a check and drop it off at the house or they'll mail it. So lots of different ways. I just make sure to let people know that we're not a 501c3 at this point and that it's not tax deductible, but usually that doesn't make a difference for people. Right. Um, and it's always kept up pretty good. There have been a few times where we've gone into it short and then we just um, pick up the difference. But that's not very often, actually. I, to me, it's the, the Lord providing, you know? So. And I mean, what was it? Was it the farmers? Was it the, the people who were coming? What was it that just made, started this, you know, process? You know, Chuliota is an interesting place because it has the whole range of people. It, it's got people, I think, that definitely live paycheck to paycheck or even do a lot of couch surfing in friends' homes, things like that. It's got, you know, rundown rentals. And then it's got all the way up to million dollar homes on a lake in a gated community. Um, and so I just thought that we had the means within our own community to help our own community. And we live kind of in the middle of all that, you know? And, and again, I say the, this is, comes from the Lord blessing us. With, when the pandemic happened, nobody in my family's been sick. Nobody in my family has lost their job. In fact, the, the kind of flying that my husband does, which is um, private flying, it has gotten busier because people don't want to be in the airport, you know, right. with thousands of other people. They want they want their own plane and, and to go on the private side of the airport, you know? So his job has never been in jeopardy. Yeah, so we feel very blessed by, by the Lord. So we just want this to be a reflection of that. And it certainly has you know, shown that reflection in the community when, it, when you used to start talking about people just donating left and right. What's kind of that one story that you probably have heard, what's one that stuck with you of a family that you've helped? You know, to tell the truth, I haven't heard many stories because we don't ask people their stories. Mm -hmm. And I guess I've been proud of that. When, when we first started, people said, well, what paperwork do I need to fill out? And I was like, oh, I don't have any paperwork. The only thing we <laughs> ask people is, you know, would you like some broccoli? How many in your family or how many in your household? And so I didn't know the, the background of of the people that come. I do see some people over and over, but I'm, I'm trusting them that they're in need. Right. And so when I got the Getting Results Award and one of the customers was interviewed and he said he'd been out of work, I mean, it made me tear up because I didn't know that, you right. know? Mm -hmm. I hope I'm helping somebody that really needs it. I, I'm trusting that I do, but I don't, I don't have a, a story because I don't ask those people to share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There, well, I, I can tell you a couple things. There was a lady that started crying at the first table 
And as she went down the line, she cried harder and harder until she couldn't talk. Oh, you know, and just talking about what a blessing it was. And I don't know who she was or what this meant to her, but but um, I know that it was important for her. That's one thing. And there was another lady, who, there's a, a lady who comes every week and one time her mother came and I noticed after they went through the line, her mother stood on the edge of the VFW property and, and closed her eyes and held her hand up and I could tell that she was praying for us oh. or thanking God for us. Yeah. And you know, that moved me to tears too. Absolutely. So there's sometimes there's little ways. Yeah, <laughs> little ways, ways of solving it, people. Right. Sometimes just the actions or the face or the emotion and yeah. You know, that's just yeah. so it's so important. I mean, and when we were watching um the package on the Getting Results Award winner, um, I remember thinking to myself as a mother, you know, I put myself in that in those shoes of you know, if I'm trying to get food on the table, you know, there's also this pride as a, as a parent that mm -hmm. you want to give them the best possible, you right. know, and being able to put food, fresh fruits and vegetables on the table, knowing how nutritious, you know, not to say that the box pasta, that, that all works as well, but there is right. something about mm -hmm. cutting up a fresh cucumber or cutting up mm -hmm. some tomatoes and watching your kids, you know, enjoy something that you know is so nutritious for them i mean it just it, it's it's just something that you can't even put into words so what you're doing for, the, for families is just it's just so amazing so we thank you so much for that thank you <laughs> we we have had a couple of companies that uh would sponsor a specific um distribution mm -hmm. one was a cleaning company that didn't want their name mentioned another one was um like the chuliota grocery so we put up a big sign uh, before the first table that this distribution is sponsored by Chuliota Grocery. Mm -hmm. There was another one that um, a, a couple that I know and they usually take a trip for their wedding anniversary mm -hmm. and uh, they couldn't go this year because of the pandemic. So they decided to use the money that they would have spent on their trip to, to sponsor a distribution. So one time it just said, you know, this distribution is sponsored by so-and-so in honor of their 42nd wedding anniversary. That's fantastic. I, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. And, and talk about probably the blessing coming back to them, you know, tenfold, you know, yes. you have a great yes. year, a great wedding year. <laughs> right. So, and because they, they volunteered that time too. So. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, that's a great way to ring in a new year, uh, you know, another anniversary, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that couple has become some of my biggest supporters. So. Are you finding that there are some advantages to being just sort of a, a grassroots community project versus, you know, if you were like a more established food bank or something like that, you know, just your small operation, you find that that allows you to be more, you know, more easily accepting of, of something like that, just from a couple who just wants to do good. Yeah, I don't have anything to compare it to because mm -hmm. I've not been part of a, a different organization that had a lot of rules and regulations and mm -hmm. could say no to people. Um, so I, I would just rather accept all people and be non-judgmental about it, you know, um, but I don't really can't compare it to the other type. Yeah, certainly yeah. Being, putting trust in, in everyone, really. I mean, right. And I mean, it, it's certainly worked out. So uh, what's what's going to be next for you guys? What's what are you looking to grow, expand, just kind of chugging well, along, doing what you're doing? That's a good question. Um, 
We have an accounting firm that has helped us to file the paperwork to become incorporated. And so that's pending with the state right now. And then our next step would be to file our 501c3. And um, we're thinking about maybe trying to open up a food pantry in Chuliota. It doesn't have one at this point. The, the neighboring communities all do. Geneva has, I think, two food pantries. Uh, Oviedo has one or two, and even Bithlow has one. Chuliota doesn't have one. So we would either need to find a building to locate it in, or we're thinking maybe of um, buying an old bus and refurbishing it so that it has shells on the inside and could be mobile to people that don't have the transportation. Wow. And uh, it's a possibility that we could partner with some, some other outreaches or other nonprofits to, to share that. Yeah. So that's one idea. Um, I've always wanted to open up a nonprofit uh, lunch cafe, which would be pay what you can. Mm -hmm. And that model's uh, been used successfully around the country. There's about 50 pay what you can cafes. Um, so... The spirit lives on, and I know that I know that you guys will continue to do such amazing things. And uh, you know that, especially here at U Six, we're going to be following it because it's such an amazing story and and such a great way of giving back. And you know, hopefully, the need is less. But unfortunately, you know, we know how how you know this story goes. You know, and and many people will still be out of work for a long time. So uh, yeah. I bet they're they're very blessed, and I know very grateful to have have you. And, and the rest of the donations um, there for them. You know, food is love made visible and I've always loved to feed people. So I'm sure that what comes next for me will involve food in some way. So. And we wish you so much luck. Thomas, you have any other questions? No, no, I think we've about covered it all. Thank you so much for your time and please You're keep welcome. us up to date on anything more you, got, you and your, your husband are working on or, or when you make that next move uh you know keep us up to date and then we can follow up with you and, and and let people know what you're doing okay thank you very much okay. thank you and we, we, we you never heard the cat so that's good <laughs> no, i guess he gave up <laughs> yeah well have a great day thank you candace okay bye bye-bye thank you for listening to florida foodie we'd also like to thank our guest karen zilke from chuliota free vegetable distribution if you want more information on the program or if you want to donate, you can email kwzilke at aol.com. That's k-w-z-i-e-l-k-e at aol.com. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6 and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts.